0: on today's episode of the tmd podcast we are back with tuesday talks so we're talking celtics the end it's over the bubble season is over we're talking everything there is to talk about the celtics and then we're going to move into a little bit of patriots talk getting back to the our new england home okay you know we're, we're we're really honing in on new england here now that sports are finally coming back other than the nba this is moving back to a a, a new england sports-based podcast which i'm i'm psyched about um and then we're gonna finish it up with a little bit of fun. Um, I wanted to do this on last episode, but obviously I didn't get get it out to you guys last weekend, strictly because the Celtics lost, uh, and I just I wasn't in the right the right mind state to 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 put out an episode after their uh, their loss before they won. The I forget what game it was. Um, so either way, we're back right now. So we're gonna end end this episode with a little bit of fun. Uh, the three and and0 teams because I think. You know, everyone usually does this with uh, the the 2-0 it's like what 2-0 teams are going to make it and what 2 0 uh, and 2 teams are going to make it. I think the o, if you're on 3 right now, your season's pretty much done. But I think there's a few 3-0 teams out there that are probably uh, we could have some fun with. That that might that are playoffs maybe. We'll see. Um, but before we get into all that, I want to stress to you guys that this podcast is brought to you by J11. Uh, J11 just sent me over some of these fire fire joggers these these things are sweet if you guys are Pats fans i can't stress it enough go over to j11.com get get these sweatpants they're sick they feel nice they're comfortable i wore them on sunday i'm wearing them again right now because that's how nice they are um they're awesome so head over to j11.com use code tmd20 at checkout or if it's easier for you guys and you're, you're you love social media go follow them on instagram and you can even check out uh and buy their products and then proceed to check out on instagram So, either way, use code TMD20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Alright, let's do it. What is up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. Uh, Hope you guys had a good weekend. Hope you guys had a good week because, uh, like I said, I didn't get you guys uh, an episode last week. So, hope you guys got... Had a good weekend. Um, I had a, like a, a decent weekend. Uh, you know, Patriots won, so psyched about that. But besides the Patriots winning, um, Celtics had had a great win on Friday night. But um, yeah, that was pretty much that. That's all I had for, for the Celtics because they they tore my heart my heart out on uh, on Sunday. It was pretty terrible uh, to watch that. Um, so let's dive right into it here. Um, first things first, I just want to say. Miami Heat probably the most underrated team going into the playoffs everyone knows that now clearly they're not, they're not underrated they're going to the finals um they've I I also want to go on record because I've said this before in past episodes I still think that the Boston Celtics were the more talented team by far but that does not mean that they were the more the better team so and that clearly was proven throughout this series um but I also want to go on record as saying, thank God that this season is over. Because um, the last few games were just hard, really hard to watch. Uh, especially, you know, that that win on Friday night. It, it almost was like a... Even more of like an FU to Celtics fans. Because like it gave us like a little bit of hope. And they won by... I don't even know. They won by like 10 plus. And... That... When that game ended on Friday night, I was like, Wow, this team actually could have beaten the Miami Heat easily. It's because when they lose, they lose by like three minus the the game on Sunday. Um but up until that point of game what was it, game five? Yeah, up until game five, they had only lost with within three points. And when they won, they won by ten plus. So what that tells me is that this team just didn't play good the other the other games. Is that they played so bad that they, when they lost, they only lost by less than three. And when they played decent, because I'm not I'm not even going to give them good this entire series. They didn't play good at in any game this entire series, not once for a full game. But when they played decent. They won by ten plus. Regardless, this team—I don't—I don't know. I—I I, I really don't know. It was there was just this series just—it it seemed ever since the Toronto series that that shouldn't have gone seven games, um, and it just seemed ever since that series I don't know this team was just something was off with this team. Uh, Gordon Hayward comes back and we get like rejuvenated for that game and we win that game first game with Gordon Hayward back, but then. It was back into like that. Okay, wait, what's going on here? Like you're you're going on like twenty o runs and then you're giving up like fifteen o runs and you're you're losing by like each quarter by like three. You can't stop one guy on the heat. Um, it's just it was game after game. It, was, it seemed to be the same story over and over. Whether it was Gordon Dragic who was ha- who was killing you or it was Tyler Hero or it was Duncan Robinson, it was just it was a like back and forth game after game. That shouldn't have been back and forth, um, fight. That's really what it was. It, I believe that it sh- it just shouldn't have been um, a back and forth fight. Honestly, um, the the Patriots, ah, the Patriots, the Celtics, they were just so bad on defense. It was crazy. Like they're they're not a slow paced team, so. What the Celtics like to do is get out and transition. That's where all of their easy buckets came from. And they do this thing where they they, they play the way that they played in the regular season, which is force turnovers, trap ball screens, force bad passes, get turnovers, get out and transition, run. After a mid-basket, they push it up the floor. They score quickly. And I don't know, for some weird reason, whenever they got like a 15-point lead, and this is why they blew it every single time. They had a 15-point lead, and they would blow it. This is why. They'd get a lead in like the third quarter up or, or halftime, and then they'd come out in the second half and slow the tempo way down. Walk the ball up the floor. Let the Miami Heat set up their zone. Let them do what they want to do on defense, and we're going to counteract it. We're going to use more time. And it backfired every single game. Since like Game Three of the Toronto series, it backfired. It was hard to watch that they just continued to do the same thing over and over again, and were like, if we want to count the Toronto series, were won like four times. Doing that, it was just it was just really bad basketball. Honestly, uh, there was no consistency really through anyone in this lineup. Uh, Jason Tatum was consistent in the second half for the last three games of this Miami Heat series. Uh, didn't show up in the first half. Uh, Kemba Walker was, I don't know what happened to Kemba. Uh, maybe he's maybe he's still injured. Maybe he's fully not healthy because if this is the Kemba Walker, and he was fully healthy, and this is how he plays, and he, he just didn't show up in the playoffs. Uh, the, so I think the most consistent player on the Celtics was Jalen Brown. Who the last bad game I can think of for Jalen Brown was in when he went like one for 12 in the Toronto series. Other than that, he might have been the most consistent player. They don't have a consistent big man. They have like five big men. They play like three of them, two of them really. like they really only play two big men. Um, and it was just they they couldn't do simple things, like simple things that like a normal basketball fan, a person who stopped playing basketball in, like, high school or or only played basketball in high school, like, and that was it. These, like, basic things they were taught, how to defend a pick-and-roll, a big man, and a guard, they couldn't do it. How to break a 2-3 zone, they couldn't do it. It was just, like, really basic things that they... And I get it. It's like, yeah, that 2-3 zone was different. You had Jimmy Butler and Andre Iguodala or Jay Crowder up top. Like, so it was... It wasn't your normal-looking 2-3 zones, and you had your guards on the wings. Okay. Clearly not. It was a little bit different, but it's the same concept. Uh, and it just seemed to me that Brad Stevens just overthought everything that happened uh, in this series, really. Um, it, and it, it backfired so much. The overthinking of everything was just that the screen, like the plays he was trying to up to attack that zone. It's like, dude, just get the ball in the middle someone cut like they would get the ball in the middle and then no one would cut they would just stand on the three point line that is what the Miami Heat want you to do you have been shooting terrible from 3 throughout the series throughout the, the playoffs and this is the Miami Heat are want you to take threes and you're falling into that trying to outshoot what they want you to do and it just didn't work it it worked like a few games and that's why you won but consistently, it, they just weren't there, three-point-wise. And they settled for so many. They had 99 shots taken last game. And they shot 44 threes and made 14. That's 30 possessions. of That's 30 missed shots on possessions where you could have attacked the rim, gotten a potential foul, could have attacked the rim and gotten an easy two. It's just, it's crazy to me. Um, this, I, I honestly felt that the, this Celtics team was like the ro- ro- the Rockets of the East. That's what it looked like. Um, and, and it was it was just hard to watch. Miami put up like, what, I think they put up 27 threes. The Celtics almost doubled that. That is crazy. So, I don't know. It was just, it, it seemed to me that it was the same thing uh, every single game. You uh, at the end of every single game, you look at you look back on it and you're like, they shot way too many threes. They took way too many contested mid range shots. They they just took they didn't attack the basket enough. So I don't know. It was it 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 got to a point where it was like, just please lose so I don't have to witness this in the finals. That that's kind of what it was what it was like. But the worst thing about all of this is that when they won, like I said before, they won by double digits. So the potential for this team was so high because they, when they're clicking, when they're making shots, when they're attacking, when they're playing fast-paced, they are so good. The the even the Heat couldn't stop them with the 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 flurry of players they have one through five. They couldn't stop them, um, and I don't know. It's just it's just a Again, it was just so many different things. Um, I, I don't know what the future holds for this team. I know that I also want to give, uh, not credit, but I feel for this team because they have been stuck in hotel rooms for however long now since July 30th. So, like, almost two and a half months now, they've been stuck in, um, They've been just stuck in, like I said, hotel rooms, living, playing in the same arenas. You know, it's it's hard. Um, I I think that the togetherness of that team really helped them go forward. Uh, they, I thought that they did a ton. I respect that team so so much. Um, they were fun to watch. Uh, so again, I I thank them. They didn't have to go to the bubble. They didn't have to do it, um, but and they did it. So I, I do respect them for that. Um, but the, my negative takes just come from me being a passionate Celtics fan. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It was it, Like I said, it just uh, a lot of things. But I, I think if they keep this team um, together, I think they're going to run into the same problems, um, and that is just that the lack of big men. You know, Daniel Tice had a great Game 5. Like, the best Game 5... The best game he might have had in the bubble, he had Game 5. But that's the problem right there. Is that the best game he had came two games uh, before they were eliminated. Is that there was no consistency... uh, you know, Ennis Cantor, great offensively. I stress the entire time, should have been playing uh, way more on offense. He he's come, comes in plus 10, plus minus, gets boards, gets rebounds, uh, gets points, and he gets the foul line, draws fouls, um, but defensively not there. You know, just consistently not there on defense. Um, Robert Williams, chalk it up to him being young you know him being out all of last season um so Grant williams again rookie you know it's just little things um but they just they don't have that solid that that solid guy down low you know who's who's just like he's a great interior defender uh he's a great rebounder you can give it to him wide open he's going to make layups you know he's he's going to draw fouls may not be a great free throw shooter but he's still going to draw fouls Uh, They're just missing that piece. And I think they're almost overextended in the guard department, where we saw it against the Miami Heat, their best five, that's what the announcers called it, they'd put out their best five, and it was all guards. Their big man was Gordon Hayward. Which, again, in today's NBA, isn't the worst thing, but I also think... In today's NBA, that can really hurt you, like it did the Celtics in the series when there's a big man, bam, on the Miami Heat, who's just gonna, who's just gonna give him the ball every single time. He's gonna score on all these guards. So, it's give and take, you know. Um, offensively, you have the advantage, yes, but they didn't because they couldn't break the two three zone. So, they didn't really have that many advantages when it came to personnel wise, which was shocking because I think if you compare. Position to position, the Celtics win. Uh, I think Kemba's a better player than Gordon Dragic, but Gordon Dragic had a better series. Uh, I think Duncan, I think Jalen Brown's a better player than Duncan Robinson is. I think Jason Tatum is better than Jimmy Butler. You know, but I think that I think that that team, like I said, the Miami Heat team was just better uh, than the Celtics team was. So. You know, and, and again, you have to give respect to the Miami Heat. Uh, they they really it didn't matter. That and I think that, that was, that's the deadliest part about this Miami Heat team is it doesn't matter who scores. Because any given night it could be anybody. It could be Tyler Hero coming off the bench, it could be Duncan Robinson, it could be Jimmy Butler, it could be Gordon Dragic, or they could all have 15 points and win the game. It could be Bam. Bam's going to get you 20 and 10 no matter what. Um so, yeah, you know i th- I think if you're the Celtics moving forward, I think you maybe make some moves to try and get a big man or I don't know, I just think that that's where they're really lacking is uh in the in the bigs department um it's it's been a common theme now for almost i don't even know how long uh you had al Horford, but he wasn't even that great of a solid defender uh in the paint he would have helped out a lot this series, but um, yeah, I don't know just just a lot of unknowns, really, with the Celtics, um, and it's, it's. I'm I'm sitting here talking as if they they were terrible all year. They made the Eastern Conference Finals. Not a lot of people picked the Boston Celtics to make the Eastern Con- Conference Finals this year. So there's there's positives to take away, but I think they came up short in what they were in the path that they had to get to the finals, and on top of it, um, you know talent-wise, roster-wise, looking at it on paper, you'd think that, that Boston Celtics team is the most deadly team in the East, personally. Um, so, done. Um, rough rough ending, rough series. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, I'm happy that those guys get to go home, spend time with their families, because I know that sucks. You know, Gordon Hayward had a baby. So, put things in perspective. Gordon Hayward had a baby, and he's he wasn't there for the birth of his child. So, to put things in perspective, me ranting about this season really, in reality, means nothing. And on top of it, the bubble uh, is, is always going to have an asterisk next to it. Regardless, um, I, I'm i personally in, in favor of that asterisk. I think that winning in the bubble is honestly maybe harder than winning uh, outside of it. So, um, yeah, uh, I think... All in all, it was good. It was a good year for the Celtics. They just came up short in in what they could have uh, achieved. Um, all right, enough Celtics talk. Enough enough NBA talk. We'll, I'll I'll dive into the finals uh, this later this week. Um, so be sure to come back for that if you want my takes on the Heat Lakers series. I'll get into that then. But I just want to spend you know a good twenty minutes talking about this Celtics team because I know we've talked about them every week now since July. When, when the NBA started, so that's my, my final closeout, unless Celtics news happens uh, over the offseason, which I'm expecting to see a little bit of some, so we're not fully done with the Celtics yet. Uh, we got the Celtics offseason, no matter how short it is. I think it's only like a few months. Um, regardless, we're going to be talking about them in the future, but for right now, we're moving on to the Patriots, but before we do that, I, I got the one and only ad of the show, the Anchor Up. All right, we're back. Like I said, only uh, that was the only ad Tuesday talks. We only got one ad read, uh, and it's for our, our, our people at Anchor. Obviously, um, J Eleven is is every episode that that they they host. They 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 partnered with this podcast, so they're on uh, every episode. But Patriots um, Sunday, a lot of interesting things happen in this game. Raiders coming off a short week, so uh, if you listen to my Leatherheads Fantasy Football podcast, you know that I, I talked on that uh, podcast late last week saying that I I wasn't really too worried um, as a Patriots fan about this Raider team, even coming off of a win against the Saints. Uh, they had a short week; they played on Monday night, so I I wasn't really too worried with this um with this Raiders team. Coming into Foxborough, this it really lined up to be a Bill Belichick slaughter, a, a QB uh, coming off a short week, uh, which it ended up being uh, in the second half. The first half, though, I'll give it to the Raiders. They they looked pretty. They looked um. They looked all right for the first half, uh, and they had me a little scared, especially in the last two minutes when we scored and then they scored in 53 seconds. Um, and that specific series uh, with 53 seconds left, it just, it, it got me thinking that Stefan Gilmore, he's looking, not that he's getting exposed, because I, I'm there's so many plays every single game that he's great. Um, but it just seemed like last year it was every single play he was great. Uh, maybe like one or two that I can, that, Stick out in my mind on the year, but since the start of the season, there's been it seems like there's like three every single game with Stephon Gilmore where he's just he's either getting burned, he's getting pass interference calls from huge chunks of yardage. Um, I'm not I'm not sure what it is, but in so going back to that specific drive uh, right before halftime, with 53 seconds left for the Raiders, he got called on a 45 yard pass interference call. That essentially gave them a touchdown. Um So it you know, I, I at that point in the game I'm sitting there thinking this secondary, it's just it's not there yet. You know, it's not um which is shocking because the secondary is made up of mostly guys that you no, know, everyone who was on the team last year. This defense didn't lose um anyone from that secondary other than Harmon. He's the only guy. But they the guys playing were still on the team last year, um, so for this defense's secondary to be the biggest problem, which usually doesn't happen um, in a Bill Belichick defense, it's usually it's not the it's not the secondary. Usually, the secondaries are are always pretty uh, reliable to to get you and not give up huge chunks of yardage like they did in the Seahawks game and like they did in the first half of that Raiders game. Um, is is shocking? But it's, it's not as concerning um, as it should be because, like I said, this is week three. Uh, no preseason. So we, we have time here, and, and it's, a sh- it's a weird season because there's no preseason, so these games matter. But I think coming out of this 2-1, and one, essentially having the chance to come out of it 3-0 and right now against that Seahawks team. Obviously, we know what happened uh, in that Seahawks game. With the Cam Newton on the one yard line, uh, easily this team could easily be three and zero heading to this uh, Kansas City Chiefs game, but I I think that that um that second half um was way different from the first half, clearly uh, in the score, but also in the gameplay, um, in the offense specifically, because in the offense, uh, Cam was really struggling. I think the first, I want to say the first three possessions the patriots had they went three and out um cam was struggling he, and he had a he had the bad interception where he just shouldn't have thrown it um i don't know who he was throwing to on that interception but it it was just it wasn't there um so we we saw cam you know he had great great first week uh great game against the seahawks and then you know against the raiders he struggled a little he struggled in the first half um And it looked, there's probably Patriot fans out there going, oh no, this is what we worried about. But, New England Patriots are kings of halftime adjustments. And when Cam Newton came out in the second half, he looked like a completely different person than he did in the first half. Was hitting his passes in the, in the second half, he was hitting his targets, uh he was running the ball, he had that great play where he ran. It was it was just way better. Um which was great to see because he recovered. And there's been a lot of times in Cam Newton's career where he comes out in the first half and it's since that twenty fifteen year since that twenty fifteen year there's been a lot of times where he comes out in the first half and he doesn't he, he, he struggles and he doesn't he doesn't show up in the second half. So it was good to see that he came uh, and showed up in the second half, and he brought this offensive line uh, alive. Sorry, my bad. Now getting to the offensive line, they played great. With no um, David Andrews, who broke his hand. He's out for three weeks. He's on IR. The offensive line played great. They, they let it, like I said in the first half, they didn't play that great. Let a few... Um, let, let up a few sacks. But in the second half, king of halftime adjustments, this team came out and pummeled the Raiders. And and it's the Raiders. You know, it's not Kansas City. But I think I'm you know, I, I'm more optimistic um about this Patriots team as they keep playing games. You know, I think there's a lot of a lot of question marks about this team. Were they going to be resilient? Was Cam Newton going to be able to be resilient? Was he going to be? Is Cam Newton going to be durable? Is he going to make the right decisions? So far, knock on wood, he's been great. Uh, this this team has been great. The 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 worst part, I I'd say, and it hasn't even been awful, you know. Uh, but if I have to point out a flaw in this team, it's the defense. But it's a Bill Belichick defense. So it's it just needs time. You know they need more time. They need more snaps. They need more. They need more time. More plays. But I, I I think that this if the defense is the worst problem for the Patriots right now. Watch out. That that's all I gotta say. Uh, because I, I can guarantee you doesn't matter who Bill Belichick has that he's gonna put together a great defense no matter what. And late in the season that defense will be a problem. So if the offense can keep up where they're at they they've showed. In three different games, Cam can Cam can play. Cam can carry the offense like he did against Miami. They can throw it to their receivers like they did in Seattle. And they can they can dominate the throwing game. And then they can dominate the run game like they did against the Raiders. So they've shown they've shown everything they can do, and then they can do all three and still be very effective. So I think their offense is, is very uh it's scary. It really is. They 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 so far have executed in every facet of offense, passing, rushing, and cam. They've done well. So we'll see. You know, Kansas City is going to be the real big test. Um, I think Kansas City is the best team in the uh, in the NFL right now. So I'm not. I'm not saying I'm expecting a win like I would um, previous years, but I'm definitely not expecting a blowout. Um, I'm expecting a very close game. Uh, like, I, like I said, this this could easily be two 3-0 teams going against each other. So we'll see. Uh, I'm excited. Obviously, this this isn't uh, the last we're going to talk about this. I'm hoping to have a a, a, a big guest on later this week, um, big-time guest. A few you might know, a few of you might not. He's a big time guest, especially in the Ringham Patriots uh, community. So keep your eyes out for that. That'll be coming hopefully Thursday or Friday. Um, I'll let you guys know on social media, which reminds me our social media Sunday, our polling, our giveaway. I I don't have the numbers yet. I'll have them for Thursday, I'll have them for next. uh, But I know. We're, we're, we're increasing with the amount of people that are partaking uh, every single week which is awesome. I think we started off with like 30 and then the next week we had about 60 and then I think this week we have about 70 people in on it so it's great um keep it going it's like I said it's, it's only week three this is going on every Sunday so if you think you're you're starting week three and you're late um, you're down I don't know probably 20 now maybe 30. Can easily three more weeks. Those those three people can get like get games wrong. You get every game right, and you're back in it. So tell your friends, tell everyone about it. Uh, get in on it. It's it's gonna be a ton of fun. The for the remainder of the season, which so I'm excited for that. Um, all right, now let's just hop right over into the last segment of the show. Like I said, we're keeping it short. I'm gonna keep this last segment five minutes max. But we're going to jump into the teams that are 3-0. Because there's very few. And I want to go through all of them. Are they pretenders? Are they playoff contenders? Or are they just straight up question marks? Starting off, obviously, just talked about them, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, clearly playoff contenders. Probably Super Bowl contenders. Um, I think that that's a given. So what else is there to say? They just beat up on the Ravens tonight, um, or Monday night. They they at one point looked like they were going to put up like seventy five points on the Ravens. Second half came, um, but regardless, they they look well. You know, I'm a little hesitant hesitant actually to say that they look dominant thus far because I think a lot of people are forgetting about that Chargers game. And it was like last week, you know. Uh, they they really struggled against rookie QB. That defense didn't really look that great. The offense didn't really look that great. So I'm hesitant. And obviously, I am the biggest advocate for this this saying ever. Is that it's any given Sunday, uh, you have to show up. It, it doesn't matter who's playing. You know, it could be the Kansas City Chiefs first, the Bengals. It could be a game. Um, it, it doesn't matter. So I, I'm a big believer in that. But I don't know that I th- I think that that was a big eye eye opener for the uh, the one and two right now Chargers to go toe to toe and uh, lose on a Harrison Bucker 58 yard field goal in overtime against the reigning Super Bowl champs and the Pat Mahomes Kansas City team. Obviously, this Kansas City team is the best so far in the NFL that we've seen. Uh, they beat up on the Ravens, so they beat up on the Texans. But um, I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm hesitant to say that they're my Super Bowl favorites right now. Um, through week three. I don't think that they've, they haven't shown me enough that to be, and they could easily be the Super Bowl uh, favorites. But in my eyes, that, that Chargers game is a big eye-opener for me. Moving on. Seattle Seahawks. These guys are my Super Bowl favorites. I think that I I watched in depth that Seattle play uh, New England game, obviously, and I thought that they were just they were offensively they were great. Defensively, they weren't that great, but they have the the talent to be great. You have Jamal Adams, you have Bobby Wagner, you have a, you have they have the potential to be very good. Um, so. I'm not too too worried about this defense. I think, like the Patriots' defense, in time it's going to be a wrecking ball. So again, not too worried about this the Seattle defense. They're they're currently my my Super Bowl um, picks as of week three, strictly because of the fact that Russell Wilson is just balling on the entire league. Doesn't matter what defense he's playing, doesn't matter who he's playing, he's going to drop bombs on you. And every single week he's going to have like four or five touchdown passes. So, yeah. Um, Buffalo Bills, 3-0. Not potentially my first... They're, they're playoff contenders, I think, but they're also my playoff pretenders. I don't think they're going to win the AFC East. I'm not just saying that because the Patriots are in it. I so, I, I think that the Patriots are better. Um, I think that Miami game... Um, you know, going toe to toe with Miami right after. Uh, the Patriots just whooped on them. I don't know. I th- I think that this Bills team is. Uh, they they've been great so far. The Stephon Diggs Josh Allen connection has is clearly working. Uh, Josh Allen's been balling. I will admit that he's been he's been great thus far. But I don't know. I'm not I'm not too sold on this this team, especially from last week. You know the, they they. They won. They almost blew a twenty-eight point lead to the Rams. One, one or two plays, and the Rams win that game. So, um, they they could easily be one and two, the Buffalo Bills. they they won some. They won some close games. So I'm not sold on the Buffalo Bills. I'm not even sold on them to win the AFC East because I don't think. Uh, I think. Them barely beating um, the Rams and the Patriots losing to the Seahawks by one. I think the Patriots losing to the Seahawks is more impressive than the Rams uh, win by Buffalo. So, not sold on Buffalo. Green Bay Packers, contenders. They've they've looked solid uh, in every facet so far. Um, Beat Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers is balling, Adams balling. You know, it's just they've been great. Um, defense has been good. Defense has been solid enough to win these games. Um, not great, but been solid. So uh, I'm 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 pretty confident in saying the uh, Packers are going to be contenders. Tennessee Titans. I don't know. I really don't know. It's it's like I said this last year too. I was like, eh, it's, I don't know about the team, but. Uh, Tannehill's been playing great, you know. Ever since he left Miami, uh, ever since he got the starting job in Tennessee, he's been great. So I guess you can't count him out. Um, I think they're going to be playoff a playoff team. Uh, I kind of throw him in that category with the the Bills, my question mark category, where it's I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be that that great in the playoffs. Like I could see them low seed. They're not going to be high seed. So at least from what I've seen so far um, moving on Steelers they're my question mark. um solely for the fact that if Big Ben can't stay healthy, this team is nothing. I, I really believe that they're just they're not we're not the NFL is not in a, a league anymore where they can you can really be carried by your defense with no with no good quarterback. Um, It doesn't matter how good your defense is. If you can't put up points uh, because there's dudes out there like Mahomes, there's dudes out there like Lamar, there's dudes out there like Aaron Rodgers, there's dudes out there like Cam, there's dudes out there like whoever it is who who are game-changing quarterbacks. So if your team doesn't have that, those guys, regardless, are going to score on any defense in the NFL. They are never gonna put up a goose egg. It's not gonna happen. So if you have, like they had last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mason Rudolph at quarterback, he'll put up a goose egg. So I'm a big believer in this. This team is really running on Ben Roethlisberger, um, and if if he stays healthy, yeah, they could easily be playoff uh, playoff contenders. Um. And I could see them going further than the Tennessee Titans because that's how good that defense is and that's how good Ben Roethlisberger has been in this offense so far but if Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt I don't even have them making the playoffs I think it's the same thing as last year so question mark another question mark team uh, in the last 3-0 team that we got the Chicago Bears pretenders I will I I just cannot trust the Chicago Bears. They're 3 and 0 um and I don't I don't even know how how this team is 3 and 0. I they're they're 3 and 0 strictly for the fact that they played the Atlanta Falcons uh who are just they thought 28 to 3 who just wasn't that wasn't good once. Let's do it three more times to open the the season um but I, I don't think that the Chicago... They're, they're pretenders. I would not be shocked if this team goes 4-0 and somehow still doesn't make the playoffs. That that is the, that would be the most Chicago thing to ever happen. I don't even know who they're playing next week, but I'm... Even if they win next week, I'll still call them pretenders. Uh, no matter what. I, I just... They got the Colts next week. If they could win that game, I'm still calling. Um, let's, let's just look at the rest of the schedule. Um, and I'll tell you why. So... Because there's no guaranteed wins with the Chicago Bears. You know, it doesn't matter who they're playing. There's no guaranteed wins. So, Colts, not a guaranteed win, so we'll put it in a question mark. Um, Buccaneers, loss. Panthers, not a guaranteed win. Rams, loss. Saints, loss. Titans, probably lost. Vikings, I'll, I, you know, maybe I'll give them the win against the Vikings. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with the Vikings. Uh, Lions, they already beat, so sure, we'll give them a W. That's two. And maybe two wins, also two losses, and one, two, three, four losses. So you're two, two, and four. That That's where we're at. Uh, Texans, maybe. You know, who knows? Uh, Vikings, again, another maybe. Jaguars, okay, we'll give them that one. So we're four, three, and four. Packers loss. So 4 3 and 5. 5 guaranteed losses, 4 probable losses. they're easily a team that that goes 4 and out and does not make the playoffs. There is a team that right now are 3 and 0 doesn't make the playoffs. So that's where I'm at. Um this that that's where I'm at with these 3 and 0 teams uh I want to know your thoughts though. So comment on this um, this social media post. Of those teams I just went over, who's making the playoffs? Who's not making the playoffs? Um, And that's all I got for you guys today. I'm gonna be back Thursday or Friday. Haven't decided the day yet. We'll see. Um, I want to know. uh, Probably Friday because I'll probably want to cover Thursday night football. So probably Friday. But um, like I said, hopefully and hopefully I have will have an interview i um, still working on the logistics time. Uh, I wanted to have the interview last week with our special guest, but I th- we're having it this week. Um, it Depending on what we talk about, it might be on that. Uh, this next episode, it could be on next Tuesday's episode, but there will be a guest uh, between within these next two episodes. That's guaranteed from me. And with that, I'm out. Uh, last thing I'm going to ask for you guys is please, wherever you're listening to this podcast on right now, just unsubscribe resubscribe maybe do that like two or three times but, and if you're feeling really generous leave a comment um i just want to interact i want to hear back from you guys so with that being said i'm out of here see you guys thursday or friday <laughs>